does your child have OCD or maybe you think they do and they're just not getting better? Have you ever really wondered why that's happening? Well, sometimes we as parents feed the behavior. I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. And join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today, we're going to talk about how to become an OCD warrior and how you do that. And you do that by not feeding it. So let's dive in because every parent accidentally feeds the OCD monster. Hi, everybody. I am Dr. Roseanne. We are doing these series to give parents actionable tools and tips because guess what? It's a crisis out there. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about how to stop feeding the OCD monster. And OCD treatment is not what you think it is. (laughs) Let me say that again. OCD treatment is not what you think it is. It's not the same treatment as anxiety. It is not the same treatment as just regular talk therapy. And that is why if you have a child, a teenager, or you yourself, or maybe some of you love and care about, that is why they're not getting better. Let's talk more about what OCD is. It all starts with misinformation. And people are getting the wrong information about OCD. And really, what is OCD? It's all about fear. OCD is this behavioral manifestation of all these intrusive thoughts and behaviors, right? It could be thoughts and behaviors that are completely irrational, right? They don't have to make any sense. And they're all in an effort to avoid the bad thing from happening. When you start thinking about OCD like that, it really, really, really starts to make sense because, again, people think it's a worry and an anxiety. That's anxiety. OCD is really fear. It's fear-driven behavior. You're trying to prevent something bad from happening. And it doesn't have to have any rhyme or reason and typically doesn't. The DSM has lots of information, but ultimately, you know, there are core features, there are obsessions, there's compulsions and rituals, and these things have to occur more than an hour a day. And when we are talking about having intrusive thoughts, you know, we all have intrusive thoughts at different times. And when you really are looking at if it's OCD or anxiety, which, you know, you should go back and listen to that episode, really anxiety has worries. They're both clinical, but OCD is different. You're literally all of your behavior is got is, is driven by this need to stop something from happening. We're going to talk more about it. I'm going to show you some cool stuff. OCD obsessions can be a lot of things. They can be contamination. They can be fears about themselves dying, other people's dying, losing control, scrupulosity, Unwanted sexual thoughts. Yes, it can happen even with young children. We're not really sure that why it happens, but it happens. And it doesn't mean the person typically doesn't mean they're abused. And as I've said in the past, um, you should investigate it. Perfectionism, compulsions, things that you do normally think of like washing and checking perfectionistic uh, organization, arranging different mental compulsions and repeating. There are many ways that OCD sort of shows up in the world. And let's talk about why it's missed and why treatment is hard to find. 
And then we're going to talk about the number one thing parents can do to have a dismantle OCD. That's what I like to talk about because OCD can be dismantled. And I know most people come to us in our Brain Behavior Reset Program. We work with people all over the world, virtually and in person. They typically have seen at least five, 10 providers by the time we get to that to to us. And I'm just going to say, I'm sorry. And let's talk about why. One, it's confused with anxiety. That is probably the biggest thing. Two, you get providers that say they treat OCD and they don't. They're using anxiety treatment. They're not using specialized treatment. We're going to talk about exposure and response prevention. They really have to be highly skilled at cognitive behavioral therapy with exposure therapy. That is what we use. It's the only thing we use because it works. It dismantles the behaviors. And we're going to talk about it, why it, it gets there. But there's a lot of other reasons why people don't get treatment, including if it's a familial issue, right? Doesn't have to always mean genetics. It can mean you're inheriting the behavioral components of it. So people might have higher functionality. You yourself as a parent might be somebody with OCD who's like, hey, I'm doing okay. I think my kid can maintain it and get through it. Another belief is that there's a pill that's going to fix it. You might be on medication and you think, okay, well, it's kind of managing it. We believe that OCD can be managed and should be managed. And I'm going to always tell you that's 100% good marketing from pharma that is infiltrated into the mental health system. Yes, it is. And yes, there are some people that have levels of OCD, but we work with people all the time that completely extinguish it. You know, I'm paying attention in the Facebook group. You know, there was a question is like, does ERP work for kids and teenagers? I'm going to say, hell yes, it works. I get tears of joy all the time because families learn how to take control. So let's talk about the number one thing parents can do to stop feeding the OCD monster. Because guess what? OCD is a tyrant. It is so nasty, OCD. Oh my gosh. And it's so sneaky and it gets control of things. It's pretty unbelievable how much OCD really can just hijack a life. In a way that somehow people think it's, you know, the clean room that we posted in our social media, that's not what OCD really looks like in the real world. So what's the number one thing parents can do? They can stop feeding the OCD through accommodation. Let's talk about what that is, how it gets fed, and how to stop that. OCD gets fed. Accommodation means, and just to understand, is that you're inadvertently, and I want to say inadvertently, because man, if I had people get angry at me when I said, hey, you're feeding your kids OCD, and they misinterpret and don't understand and have had some conversations that of their own frustrations. Accommodating means we are accidentally giving the fuel to the OCD. Let me explain that. Let me give you an example. Your child has a need for reassuring questions, okay? So they say, you know, hey, is the bus going to get here on time? And you're like, yeah, okay. But then they ask you in seven other ways ten in the next 10 minutes and you answer every time. And you maybe know your kid has OCD. Maybe you're thinking they're worried. You're not sure. Every time you answer, you actually reinforce the fear. Let's talk about what that is. That is accommodating. You are actually giving from a brain perspective, we're reinforcing it. So let's talk about what that is called. It's called a negative reinforcement cycle. When we talk about a negative reinforcement cycle, 
this is what a negative reinforcement cycle looks like. And it is how behaviors get stuck. So we have obsessions, we have compulsions, there's a level of distress. And then there's some relief that happens when we answer that question. That is called a negative reinforcement cycle. Let me show you this. I want you to visualize this. So you answer the question, the anxiety, the, the stress builds. And when we accommodate, then you have a peak. But then when you answer the question, it goes down. Okay. So initially, our answer lowers of that fear response. But then every time we answer the question, we actually move the baseline up. This is how we get behaviorally habituated. This is how the brain gets forms the habit. Now, it is can really quickly ignite. We do this all the time. We do this with things like bedtime rituals. We do it with, you know, a lot of our kids. It's a lot of questions. It's a lot of distress. Is there, I have so many kids with a metaphobia, fear of throwing up, my pants people, and it, germs, different components. Yes, germs is real. So we don't want to say that it's not real because it is, but it's just the most common misbelief that if you don't have hand washing or checking or fear of germs, you don't have OCT. When we reinforce this, we actually increase the likelihood that the OCD behavior is going to come. Every time you reassure, oh my God, and how hard is it not to reassure your upsetting and struggling kid? I don't want you to feel shameful or bad. I just want this to be a unlock it moment. Does your child struggle to complete tasks or they can't stay focused enough to finish their homework or get anything done? Or maybe they're super fearful and moody. This may leave you questioning if your child has ADHD or something else like a learning problem, anxiety, depression, or OCD. Well, I've created a quick quiz that will tell you if it's ADHD or something else. Text the word QUIZ to 13ALERTMORE to take my free quiz so you can get to the bottom of what's going on and the right solutions. That's text the word QUIZ to 13ALERTMORE. So when we have an unlock it moment, we're like, holy cow, I just figured it out. (laughs) So this is now a moment for you to take action. So let's talk about when we don't reinforce behavior. So if you're listening, reimagine that you ask that question. So mommy, is the school bus going to get here on time? So instead of saying, yeah, of course the school bus is going to get here. Let's go check the clock. Okay. You know, it's what time? Oh, wait. It's it's always here. It's at 7.57. It's going to be here. Okay. All right. You just asked me that. What we say is, I don't know if the bus is going to be here on time. Hello. All of a sudden you get an increase in anxiety. Everything goes up. But we then say, and this is through a process of exposure and response prevention. We're going to talk about that is, well, what could you do? to get more comfortable. Yesterday, 
you manage your frustration? How did you get through that? So we start pushing the boundaries of what is coping skills and we stop giving our kids the comfort the, what we call the accommodation. We stop answering. That is the number one thing you can do to help your child. Now, I'm going to say, you're going to say, Roseanne, holy moly, you're asking me to like set off some firecrackers. Yeah, I am. But every time you feed the OCD monster, every single time you will have this negative reinforcement cycle and it's going to keep increasing the OCD. The whole point of stopping this is we need to stop the OCD. So it's not as easy as you think, (laughs) and you might need some help and we'll talk about it. But I think one of the biggest obstacles is getting your partner and caregivers on the same page. That tends to be the biggest problem. I know in all ERP treatment, 30% of people drop out because the parents have a hard time doing the work either on their together, but typically it's a conflict amongst the parents. And these type of treatments work and you need to make sure you're on the same page. So the number one way to get on the same page is to go to a provider that can provide psychoeducation. A big part of exposure and response prevention, what is it? It's a combination of cognitive behavioral therapy. It's not going to work on its own, people. I don't care what they say with exposure. So you're getting psychoeducation about what the OCD brain does, how to dismantle it. And then it is a, unlike talk therapy, it is a very systematic step-by-step way to break the OCD cycle. You learn how to talk back. Parents, a good ERP therapist, and we just had somebody that went to a big famous hospital and they didn't do this, and makes the parents come to every session so you know the verbiage. You might have your own parent sessions regularly. This is so, so important. And whenever somebody says to me, why is OCD so treatment resistant? And I famously tell everybody until I started doing, we started doing ERP and ERP coaching because we work with people all over the world. And yes, we are starting to take a wait list for small groups for parent coaching. And you can go to www.drrosanne forward slash apply. You can leave that in your note that you're interested in a group. But what is happening? Why are things, you know, why is OCD so treatment resistant? Well, one, you're getting misdiagnosed. So you're not getting the right treatment. You're getting a provider that is not qualified. It happens all the time. And three, the parents are not ready for this battle. Like you got to see what happens when you don't accommodate. It's initially very uncomfortable. It's like when the pilot says, we're going to have a little bit of turbulence for the next hour. And you're like, oh, okay. And then you get through it and you go to your beautiful destination. For me, it's Jamaica every time. And you're like, that was awesome. I can't wait to go back or giving birth. And then you're like, "Mm, ready for another one. You have to have some uncomfortableness because if not, this OCD is going to be around a long time. And let me tell you, that's what pharma wants because they want you on their meds. So there is absolutely a way to break it, but it's treatment resistant because you're, we are not teaching people about accommodation. If you know or love somebody that has OCD, you absolutely should find a provider. We do work with people all over the world and our brain behavior reset. We calm the brain with brain-based tools and we come in in the case of OCD with ERP 
um, therapy or coaching, depending on where you live. But if you are looking for a provider, you can go on to IOCDF and find your provider. You're not going to get better with OCD unless you break the accommodation and you're going to need some help. We have lots of blogs. We have lots of information. If you're in this Facebook group, please ask questions. Uh, OCD uh, on its own and when you have pans and pandas is a passion of everybody on our team and we just want to break the suffering cycle. So wherever you are is exactly where you need to be and sending all my mamas and papas lots of love. You can stop the OCD hijacker. Parenting is hard and there are so many ups and downs. And boy, sometimes it can feel really lonely and scary, especially when you're trying to get help and your kid's not getting better. I know that if you have a child who's anxious or has OCD and you're doing something accommodating behaviors and you now understand that OCD can be unlearned, you're going to feel pretty empowered. And I just want you to know that no matter what's going on with your kid and family, it's going to be okay. And even if people tell you OCD is a lifelong condition, I'm here to tell you that we support people every day in becoming an OCD warrior and breaking free from OCD. So I hope this was an incredibly helpful episode, an empowering episode for you. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at. 